really excited to be sharing episode two with you of the Destiny Creators podcast series. We hope that um, as you've joined us, that you will really enjoy and be inspired by um, the discussions that we had with um, Denise Scott McDonald. Denise is the cabinet member and also the deputy leader for economy and skills at the Royal Borough of Greenwich. Denise is also a university lecturer in journalism at the London South Bank University. So welcome to the Destiny Creators podcast today, Denise. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. It's lovely to be here, Annie. It's great to be um, talking to you. And also it was fantastic to talk to you earlier and hear about some of the things that you were doing. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> it was nice to catch up with you briefly before as well. Um, so you've got your cup of tea now and your, your cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, definitely. Got a, a cup of tea, a glass of water, and um, now I'm a lot more relaxed. And um, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. So. Well, I've joined you. I've got my cup of tea as well. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> in my in my uh travel mug i love i love them um they keep the, the tea so nice and warm don't they yeah what was it look what's your travel mug look like mine has got an affirmation on it saying anything is possible and it's oh. and it's got pink bubbles and gold bubbles all over it <laughs> oh, oh that sounds lovely oh wonderful yeah i've just got a plain plain white mug <laughs> Oh, bless you. <laughs> <laughs> office, aren't you? So, <laughs> oh. just introduce yourself. Okay. Um, I'm, as you said, I'm Denise Scott McDonald. Um, I uh, describe myself as um, very energetic, <laughs> always buzzing around. Um, but I suppose I'm, I'm also very political and very driven. Um, I'm a per- so I'm, I've been involved with politics for quite some time. Uh, before I was involved with politics, I was uh, a journalist, and I worked in London, uh, worked both in London and in New York, and I lived in New York for a while too. Um, I was born in London, um, in southeast London, to uh, Jamaican parents. My parents came here as immigrants. And uh, they sort of instilled education in me a lot. But also I grew up in a house where political debating uh, around the dinner table was the norm. So as a young child, I was expected to debate the the political issues of the day, um, which has instilled a lot in me, which has carried me, probably led me into politics as as well as being a journalist. what else? Um, and also, um, I uh, went to university here in Plymouth um, after doing my GCSEs, the equivalents of GCSEs and A-levels. And then I went to university in Plymouth, studied geography. And then after that, I moved to America. Um, I had a green card from when I was very young. And, um, and so I moved to America to work there for a while. And I came back in 2006 when my son was uh, just about four or five. And um, when I came back, I worked as a journalist for Bloomberg, 
and then after that I went to freelance work and then mostly because of family pressures I decided to um, uh, step aside from that and um, and then I got involved with teaching journalism which um, I absolutely love I love teaching I love inspiring people I love um, you know touching people's minds and getting them to think differently and getting them challenging them and and inspiring them that's the thing I, I love about teaching um, and then during the same time I've been doing the teaching I also started um, doing a lot of volunteering work um, I was a school governor of my son's school um, I also got involved with a number of community groups one of the groups was called United Nation Association which looked at international issues and kind of looked at the UN and challenged the UN. Um, but also, I should also say, when I lived in America, I also was a UN representative for a women's organization. Um, so that helped me, because I, I enjoy that type of work. I, I enjoyed getting involved with this local group that covered international issues. And also I got involved with a, another charity that was to do with um, restoring uh, what you call a Victorian wildlife area. And literally, it was overgrown area um, right by the train station, and we actually restored it. Put a vineyard, put a small, um, call it a vineyard, a small um, apple orchard because it had an orchard on it years ago. Um, it was an old quarry site, but it just had overgrown. So, um, so that's. I mean, I got involved with community things, and because of that, um, after a while, people kept saying you should run as a councillor. You should get involved with the council. And um, so from my community activity, and I suppose growing up in a family where political debating was a norm, um, that inspired me to go in to become a councillor um, and uh, become a councillor in Greenwich in London. Um, so I, I suppose, and also, also the other thing is I'm also a mum, <laughs> um, yeah, which I'm actually very, very proud about. And um, my son is at university right now. And um, I don't know, I love my friends and my family. And, um, you know, I think, I think it's really important as a person that you don't make one thing in your life everything. And I think it's, and I try and do that. I try and make sure I have a diversity of friends. Um, I have friends in politics. I have friends that I met at school gates when I was dropping my son off. I have friends that I've met in different organisations I've been involved with as well as different jobs I've been involved with. And I, to me, that's really important. Um, I just think it's really important that you keep those diversity of people in your life. Um, and at the same time, I do have one or two really, really close friends too, um, who I feel absolutely comfortable with. I don't know, does that give you a flavour of who I am? 100 you know, <laughs> definitely, definitely. You are extremely diverse in as a human being. Um, I mean, all of your life experience, you know, and living in, in another country and um, your journalism, your mom, and, you know, that's, it, it really does explain um, actually how, how you have got into what you're doing right now and, and you, because you mentioned about your, your family as well mm -hmm, yeah. a lot of our childhood experiences really do contribute where we end up in life I read in a book written by Oprah um, and 
it's it basically like a a book of quotes that she loves from really inspirational people and one of that she she writes about herself is the importance of when you're trying to find your purpose trying to be driven like led by uh, where your next steps need to go look back to your See what, what were you doing? Were you a, were you always fighting people order or you know yeah, wow. you, you know were you always the one that was first to to write something else and then you're doing right now and then you'll start to really see who you're supposed to be in life and uh, you know you just you're a great example of that mm. and of, 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 of how you've lived your life and thank very much yeah. that. that's so good i mean I, oprah is one of my favorite and people in the world and she's inspired me so much um but it's it's interesting because sometimes my family members will come up to me and go gosh denise doesn't surprise me when you were really young you used to do this when you were really tiny you used to do so a lot of times they've confirmed different things that i did when i was um very young and continue to do now so interesting yeah oprah is like the biggest inspiration in life her and if i could be a mixed zone in my life lifetime to achieve what oprah and michelle obama have done oh, i think brilliant. i would have lived oh yeah yeah oh. mark in the way that they have done um i mean especially with Oprah in the schools and educating young girls mm. It's just so inspirational, and and you're definitely on that same path as well because you know you've mentioned about UN and how, how did you get into that? How did I get into what? I'm sorry, UN working with the UN. Oh, that was that was very odd. Um, so I didn't work for the UN, but I worked for NGO which required me to go to the UN. So, but really what it was um, when my son was very young, we used to drop him off at school in America and um, he, and the children, um, um, the, the school he attended was beside a park and in the morning the children would be playing in the park and then they would ring a bell and all the children had to line up and, um, and they all had to sing the national anthem. And then after they sang the national anthem, they would all, they would all march in a line and go into school and so a lot of times I wouldn't really sing the national anthem. I would just put my head down um, because I'm, I'm not American. So I would just, just out of respect, I'd just hold my head down. And then one day I was looking up and I noticed, I was trying to look around at the parents to see who was singing, you know. And I noticed one, me and one other mum made eye contact and, um, and we smiled at each other. And then we just started talking to each other after the children had gone in. And she was from Spain. And of course, I'm from England. And so we connected because there was this European connection. And we started talking about, you know, how, what is it like being a, a, someone from Europe living in America? And that's where we connected. And then her family was involved with a charity called FemVision, which worked with women um, in the third world um, and, and women in businesses. And because it believed that when you empower women in some of the village, some of the small villages and things, you actually help to transform a community. And, and actually, it's when you do it to the, when you empower the women, these t places start to change and wealth starts to grow in these areas. 
So she asked me, she, I mean, actually, she actually spent a few months actually sort of nagging me. You, you really should get involved with this. You really should get involved with this, Denise. You'd be really great. And in the beginning, I just ignored it. And then after a while, I went, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm going to see what this is all about. And so it was a wonderful opportunity. Um, it required, um, my job title was UN representative. So that was really exciting. And, um, and it just required a lot of sort of raising the profile of the organization, a lot of networking, and also hearing so many stories about what different charities were around the world doing to transform people's lives. Um, you know, it, it was quite something, some of the things I found out and learned, and, um, and I learned the machinery of the UN and, and all that sort of stuff. But um, yes, it was a great experience, and I'm glad I did it in the end. Amazing. Sounds sounds like a brilliant experience. Um, definitely. Um, and welcome for you for doing it. I think we need a lot more, you know, people like that who are wanting to kind of look at the female community in the way that you have just described it. Um, as we spoke earlier, I do empowerment and and that's one of my objectives. Um, is that as I said, if you empower a woman, you're empowering a whole community. Absolutely, and, yeah. Uh, that registered online when you go to pumping cows. It's actually what it says that by doing what I do, I'm benefiting the whole community. Um, so that's that's cool. Um, to hear you say that um out loud. Um, so in terms of your journalism. Little bit nosy now and ask you about that because That's you fine. are literally a boss like you are a journalist and you're doing all this amazing stuff to help the community as well how how does it how do you balance that like they're completely two I would say two different worlds and I'm also a bit career portfolio they call, they call it a career yeah portfolio. absolutely yeah 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 um, so all right so one thing i have to tell you is i'm very good at compartmentalizing i think that's how people describe it so i i can switch very easily into different mindsets um and i think that 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 helps like if you're very good at compartmentalizing so one minute if i'm in one meeting i'm thinking of this and then the next day i'm somewhere else and being able to make those changes quite quickly um so I, I, it's a skill I've had for years and maybe that explains why I have lots of different friends and um lots of different interests um but also at the same time I do think um there are a lot of people um politics attracts a lot a lot of the similar types of people so a lot of people in politics either come through media or come through law or come through, you know, so there's, there's a lot of, um, and a lot of journalists, uh, a lot of lecturers are journalists and, and vice. So actually, it, when I started, I felt like I was this odd person that had all these odd interests. But then as I've grown in doing the teaching or getting involved with journalism projects or doing the politics, I'm actually amazed how a, a lot of people especially in politics do have um that they, they have those abilities to move through those similar types of profession um 
But I do think, especially with journalism, uh, one person said, with a journalist, you have to, the best skills you can have are really good listening skills, really good uh, writing skills. Um, and, and he said, those are the two strong things. And um, so listening, writing, learning skills, those three, those three things, absorbing that is actually um, a way um, you can be better at journalism and better at the things you do. And actually you can carry those same skill sets in every place you go. So when I'm doing the teaching, one, it's important for me to listen to the students and hear what they're um, At the same time, I do have to do a fair bit of writing um, and I enjoy writing. I loved writing from when I was a kid and I kept lots of journals and, you know, and doing things like that, as well as I, I'm good at academic writing, as well as good at journalistic writing, as well as good at personal writing. So I love that. And, and the other thing is I love learning. So I'm, I'm like a sponge and I love, um, I love learning about people's lives. And also at the same time, I love sitting down with a book and learning about a historic building or you know or or my own history or the, the you know i don't know about all this black lives matter things it's amazing because suddenly there are all these articles um um so yesterday i read a story in a newspaper about uh, uh a black golfer um and uh, I was like, wow. I mean, you know, he's, I mean, years ago and he got all this hate mail and all that sort of stuff. So for me, it's like I'm learning more about who I am and who I am as a person and whose shoulders I stand on. Um, I don't know if I've answered your question. Um, yeah, no, you have. I mean, you've, 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 expl you've explained really like, you, well, you're definitely, you sound so passionate when you talk about the journalism like it really comes across like for you it sounds as though like what's the best way to describe it it's like your your comfort place mm. um that's how it's come across to yeah. me um it really is something that you're super passionate about and as you've explained about the, the qualities um needed are definitely transferable across all um sectors so i totally now connection mm. we um working with our, you know community stuff and what you what you're doing within um um well as well um, and those are really have i mean i'm a strong believer that we should all be able to listen to understand oh, absolutely <laughs> yeah and I, I do, I mean, um, yeah, I totally, I mean, it's all, it's communication skills. All of it's about communication. And um, yeah, and I, I think, I think we all need to do more listening. <laughs> well. um, yeah, definitely. We can never stop learning mm. as well. So those are really great qualities. And would you say there's one aspect of journalism that you like the most? Like what, what kind of journalism have you kind of, being involved in and uh -huh. a lecture that you love most um so i so i trained so i've got a, a master's in journalism which i got from um columbia university in new york um and before i went to 
to what I call J school. Um, before I went to J school, I used to get involved with any type of writing projects on my jobs, different jobs I had. I would like, oh, I'll, I'll write that thing. Um, one time I was working for a book publishing company and I, you had to interview authors and everybody wanted to interview the fiction authors. But I love interviewing non-fiction authors. So I said, I'll volunteer to do it, even though it wasn't part of my job description. So um, I, it was great because then I could be the journalist way before I was a journalist. So it started way before then. And then when I went to Columbia, um, more doors opened for me to do journalism. While at Columbia, I was trained to do print journalism, to do television journalism, to do radio and web. So they trained you in all the disciplines. And I've, I've actually worked in, in, in virtually all of them. Um, so my favorite one, and I suppose my favorite one is radio. Um, I don't do a, any radio now, but my favorite one is radio. And the thing about radio is one, you need great writing to do radio. People always think you just speak and speak and talk and talk, and it's not. You do need to have great writing skills because you do need to write scripts and things. But um, I think mostly because a lot of my success um, when I was a journalist was in radio rather than in television. Um, I mean, I did work at Bloomberg Television, but, um, but in terms of radio, I got to explore and do stories I really, really loved and was really passionate about. And I had a freedom there. And, um, and then um, I also won a journalism award for my radio, a major one, um, from a story I did um, in America about... Um, an African-American artist named Elizabeth Catlett who um, lost her American citizenship um, under MacArthurism in America uh, purely because she believed that art should be used to transform lives. And she talks about art in the amazing... She talks to, So Elizabeth Catlett's work is in some of the top museums in the world, including the Metropolitan Museum in New York, and sometimes her, her pieces of work on different parts of the White House. Um, so I, I did a story about her and how she lost her citizenship. And um, she did amazing things. Um, about, well, she was teaching in New Orleans in, I think it was the 1930s or 1940s, I can't remember. And she said the Picasso exhibition came to New Orleans. Um, but because she was teaching black students, they weren't allowed to, to view the exhibition because it was surrounded by a park that said um, whites only in the park. So she worked out a deal with another uh, university and the museum, and she hid the students in, in, the, in the bottom of the bus, and they drove through the park. And she got them into the museum. And actually, they went to the museum on the Monday when the museum was closed. And she was able to allow her students to see the Picasso exhibition. And they, they had the museum all to themselves. And they were able to enjoy the exhibition. Then after they'd finished, they, she hid them back in the bus. And they drove through this park. And, um, and her story was really inspirational. But what happened when I captured her story and made it in and I was able to sell her story multiple times um but for me um capturing her story and actually being recognized by um top journalists for for the work I did on it was made me feel really proud anyway um, but it was an amazing story I was able to capture but at the same time um 
I love I love radio. That's that's my that's my love. But I, I mean, I like writing too. So and yeah. So and you're doing amazing radio here. So this is pretty cool. Yeah, well, you could see it actually as video. I never thought of it like that, mm. to be honest. Um, yeah, you're you're actually right. It is a form of radio, mm-hmm. isn't it? Um, definitely, podcasting's definitely opened up a lot of opportunities for people to share inspiring stories like yours, and that's what I absolutely love. Um, so that I can encourage other women that listen. Um, to know that you know there are opportunities for you and you know you're sharing that story um, that you were recognized for that inspiring story is 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 one of um, one of success but also one that's demonstrating somebody's struggle that they've overcome what I absolutely love to hear and I I want and why I do this this podcast is because I want women to know that we go through struggles um, but but we can actually overcome them and beautiful things can come out of those struggles um, as a result and and one of the things I also like to ask people who join me for a chat is you know what what struggles have you you know experienced with your your mental health if it has ever been affected during your journey um, and that impacted your life oh wow um gosh um I suppose in in politics it is mostly I th- I'm in my most recent struggle I can t- tell you about I mean because I'm not perfect and I do I do I mean I'm no way perfect I'm, I'm a very happy and jolly person most of the time um and most of the time when you're with me you know I'm cracking jokes and, and laughing and enjoying life. Um, but there are moments where, you know, you do struggle. And I think, um, especially in politics, where it's dominated by men, it's dominated by older men, um, dominated by white men. Um, so most of the time when I am in a meeting, you know, a lot of times I'm the only woman in the meeting uh, and I'm the only black person in the meeting. And um, so sometimes when you are in that world, um, you know, it's, it's, um, I don't believe you have to act like a man to, to survive in that world, but it can sometimes weigh on you. And, um, and sometimes it's, it can be hard and, um, and it's not always easy um, because, you know, you want these people to support your ideas and you want them to, to, you know, um, back you up on certain things so sometimes in that world um it can be hard on on you mentally and uh, because men operate in a certain way that's slightly different from women you know and men like you know they go to the pub and they make their deals while women don't um, you know don't operate that way and it's a very different world and sometimes trying to navigate that and um, and in the beginning, um, when I started in politics, I just felt like it was a real closed shop, and the men were all portioning out their deals and things. And and a few times, people would tell me, call me a little upstart, and it really it was very hurtful and painful, um, you know. And it's and it's about being persistent, and um, you know, it's uh, so that's sometimes hard. Um, 
I mean, it's not every day, and I don't want to give them impressions every day, but it, it's, it's not. Um, and so sometimes you do have to develop a little bit of a tough skin if you want to call that. Um, and that's not nice and not very. Um, yeah. And then at the same time, you know, it, politics is a, it, it is kind of like a, not cutthroat. It's a, like you can, we just had the elections in America. Okay. And Donald Trump has lost. Um, yeah, I know. I know. Yay! But, in, in, you know, in politics, that's how it is. You lose elections. And I've lost elections in politics. And it's not very nice. And it's hurtful. And it's painful. And, you know, you know and I, I've lost elections. And, I, I, and when I'm with the public, I will do what I need to do to do my concession. But when I get home, I cry. And go, God, how come I lost it? And, you know, um, I'm not sure what Donald Trump is doing right now, but it's a tough thing. And, um, you know, and we saw Hillary Clinton lose four years ago. Uh, and you have to hum humble yourself. But at the same time, it's, it's because in politics, you put yourself out there. And then when they reject you or not enough people vote for you so that you can win, it's very, very hurtful. Um, and I'd be lying to you if I can tell you I could just shrug it off. But it does affect you for a few weeks, sometimes months. And um, and then you have to find a way of sort of, um, you know, surrounding yourself with people that love you and support you. Every now and again, it's nice to get a bottle of wine and sit there with a chocolate cake. Um, you know, and wrap yourself up in a blanket and watch lots of TV and go, oh my God, they don't love me anymore. Um, but uh, yeah, and then you you find a way out of it and you, you know, um, and, and I think when it's time, you know, I just think when it's time to be down, it's time to be down, accept where you are, you know, walk yourself through it. Um, trying to deny that you're unhappy is not, healthy i don't think or you're not um where you want to be it's not healthy and i think it's important that you be honest with yourself um and uh you know life is life has its ups and downs and it's it's not about avoiding the downs it's about the way you walk through those times where you are challenged where sometimes emotionally you're so emotionally and mentally um sort of exhausted tired not with it and it affects your whole physical being you know um and there's many times where you know you just don't feel like getting out of bed um you know so um i don't know if i always have a best look sometimes it was my son you know i'd wake up and he'd be at the top of my bed you know or jumping on my bed and i knew i had to get out of bed and uh, say, okay, you know what? I better get out of bed because my son is here and I, I've got to keep going for him. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I think, I think politics um, sometimes it is very, very challenging. Um, and uh, I, you know, it's, it's, it's quite, a, I don't want to describe it as cutthroat because sometimes it can be, but it's, it's kind of one, some people describe it, you live by the sword and you die by the sword. And literally, you know, overnight your life can change. And, um, and you know, I, I, when I went, even when I was, went for school governor, the first time I went for school governor, I got rejected. I, I didn't win the election for it. 
And it was awful. And I felt so down. But, you know, I, I eventually got over it and kept walking. Um, and even um, earlier this year, I went for an internal election and I didn't get it. And uh, it was it was hard. It was devastating. But, you know, you just you have to keep going. Um, you know, so, um yeah, it's, uh, the annoying thing about po um, politics is sometimes the rejection can be so public. While um, a lot of times if you go for a job and you get rejected, it's just one or two people know about it. But in politics, it's it's not that nice. Um, but that's the world it is. I'm, you know, I, I, I don't know if I've said anything about the my mental challenges. Um, well, no, you've, you've really just, thank you so much for sharing that and thank you for not giving up and, you know, being a great example to, to us as women that it's okay for us to, to go for things and for us to not always get what we want at the time. But if we continue to try and work at it, grow, that actually we can manifest it yeah. in other forms, it may not be in the way that we imagined it to be in the first instance, or it might be second round time that we've tried and we do get exactly what Absolutely. we desired. But yeah. an example of that, and thank you for not mm. giving up and sharing our struggles because, you know, I, ha I do wonder, you know, about our and how we show up in the world and especially in the world of politics I this year joined the Labour Party and you know um, I, I see a lot of women within the Labour Women's Network online doing amazing things but then you don't generally um, cross yeah. party wide um, so I totally see like where your struggle being but it's because of people like you who have continued why there probably is a mm. network that exists because women have given up you know um, so yeah. we, we thank Labour Women's um, Network is brilliant I, I think it's absolutely brilliant um, I've, I've met some amazing friends there I, I'm, I'm involved no I'm not involved with them but I've, I'm a member um, so oh well done yeah. it's a great organisation yeah. yeah so I'm a member right I've only become a member within like the last six months. So I wouldn't say I'm, I'm fully <laughs> label woman. I <laughs> but I've definitely interests um, in politics have most definitely um, been sparked this year, especially, you know, with everything that happened in America with oh, George God, Floyd. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, how. As you know, we sharp in the world as as not just yeah. women but black women. You know, um, who are working yeah. hard every day. And the work that I do involves supporting women who are affected by violence yeah. as well. So, um, it's I've got involved in quite a few um, campaigns and and things which have gone to Parliament. So I signed an open letter, safe love, regarding the um domestic abuse bill before it went um, to the house and and things you know there's, there's so many opportunities for us as women to make a yeah, difference yeah. to our community it's great to 
to be able to to know there are women like you who haven't given up, who struggled to get to that place, you know, um, and almost smooth the way out a little Aww. bit for us. That's the polite. <laughs> Oh, well, that's oh, that's lovely. Thank you. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I, I do stand on the shoulders of so many other women who, pro, you know, both of us. Um, I, I just there's, there's so many women who've gone before us who paid with their lives, and you know, and uh, you know, sometimes I just. Um, and th- sometimes that's what makes me fight and continue on. And, um, and sometimes I think of my mum. I mean, my mum lives in New York, and um, I remember her story. She's and when she said when she came to this country, she would see signs saying, "No, no, no, um, no blacks, no Irish, no dogs," you know. And she and she had to see and read those signs, you know. And she worked incredibly hard my parents worked really hard so that we could have a life and do things you know and I stand on those shoulders and I think the other day I was listening to an interview with Floella Benjamin um do you know Floella ben- sorry oh, oh, oh I love I, her. she was on women's hour and she was talking about her journey and I remember watching her on play school when I was a kid, and I thought, my God, this is brilliant. There's this black lady on play school, you know. And then, you know, years later, I remember when um, is it Diane Abbott and the, and the rest of them got into Parliament. There were four of them, four black people got into Parliament. Paul Botin, I think, was it Keith Vaz? I forgot the other person. Bernie Grant. And, and I was just like, oh, my God, there's people in Parliament that look like me. <laughs> and... Um, you know, and I I see um, myself standing on their shoulders. Um, you know, they paid far worse price than I did. You know, so um, but but thank you, but thank you for doing this. This is amazing. This is really great. And and signing that bill, I mean, I think that's really important. Um, yeah, that's really good. To your past self with any advice to your future self what key things would you want yourself to know with what you've experienced and grown oh, through key things uh one of them is don't hesitate um i know you may not think of but there are times where i hesitate and i just think there are times i wish i could say don't hesitate and just go go forward um that's one of the things I would say. Um, don't worry so much about how people, what people think of you. Um, and I think, I think I sometimes I can get so tied up in my head, so worried about, oh, I hope I'm making that person happy or hope I'm not insulting them or I hope I'm not. And, and I think I, I just wish sometimes I could let that go and just move. And just do what I need to do. Um, I think um, I think that's the thing. I also tell myself, don't worry so much. Don't worry. Don't hesitate. Go, you know, and also enjoy. Um, and I do tell myself I enjoy, but I think I need to enjoy life more. <laughs> 
I don't know whether that's more alcohol or something or I don't know. No, I think, I mean, I just think, I think sometimes I, t I get, I, I, I take some things just way too serious. And I suppose as I get older, I'm, I, I am lightening up a bit on some things. Um, and I'm not talking about really awful things or, or things, but there are sometimes I just need to chill out and lighten up. And I think when I do that, there's a freedom there to move and just um, kind of do what you need to do to make society better and improve things for people. And, um, you know, and I, and maybe it comes from getting older, I don't know, but I think I would love to go back and just say, Denise, don't worry about it. Just go, Elle. don't hesitate, just do it. And, you know, those moments where I spent weeks or months going, oh, do you think it's okay? Do you think it's okay? And, you know, that type of thing, I think. Um, yeah, I think, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't really, yeah, I think that's what I would really would go back and tell myself. Great advice. Definitely great advice. I think we could all do, do a little dose of, of that advice for ourselves. I think we could all sometimes um, be more in the moment as as were basically describing in terms of just going for it and and just enjoying what happens and and in terms of like um, your interest in in your career in government and improving skills and aspirations of our community as you mentioned just now you want to um that's what you're what you've wanted to do what advice could you offer anyone interested in in trying to pursue those um, aims so well. what, what you, you do, your focus is yeah. uh, improving mm -hmm. people's yeah. skills. Um, um, within our so I think, um, well, first, it, it, you may not realise, but there might you have to work out which side of government you want to be in. And when I say which side, you, it, it's important if you can know that as early as possible, whether you want to be on the political side, where I am, or on uh, what I call the officer side or civil servant side. Both have tremendous value. Both have absolutely wonderful value, um, but it suits different types of people. So, you know, I quite enjoy politics and the rough, rough, rough and tumble of politics. Um, so I don't mind being on the political side. So some people who have been on the political side didn't like it and they've moved over to the officer side and some people, or civil servant side and, and vice versa, some people who've been on the civil servant side, they haven't liked it and enjoyed it and they've moved on to the political side. And that's fine. It's, it's about finding what works for you. Um, first, I think you should try and find anyone you know who works in government um, try and have a conversation with them and try and understand what is it that makes them, what, what things they should look out for, what advice would they give them, you know. So if you know anyone that works in local government or national government, have a conversation with them and see um, what, um, and, 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 you know, try and build up, have people around you so that you know what you're getting into. Um, so for the to, if you're working on the political side, you don't necessarily need any qualifications. 
That's, I mean, that's, I mean, generally, no, though, you don't. On the other side, you do. If you do decide to go on the other, on, on the sort of civil servant, you will need, so if you do want to work on environmental issues, you're going to have to go and get qualifications in environment. If you do want to work on finance, if you do want to work on construction and development and, and regeneration, then you're going to have to get qualifications. And it's really good, important to find out those qualifications. On the political side, I would suggest that if you if you if you find or know someone that's doing exactly what you want to do, have a conversation with them. Um, on the political side, there's a lot of unwritten rules, and that's the thing. It's, there's so many unwritten rules that even when I started in politics, you know, there's no idea of what's going on, and. And then you have to start having those conversations. And then you realize all the guys know what's going on, but not the girls know what's going on. And so it's this world, there's lots of un unwritten rules. And so I do think it's really important to um, have those conversations. In terms of skills, I think what's important is um, all communication skills, I think are really important. So I think it's important to read. So, um, um, read some really good books. Um, and some of the best-selling books on, on on politics is really good. There are like there are organisations like the Fabians or some of the think tanks have papers that they produce that can keep you up to date. I, I mean, I quite enjoy reading even something like the Guardian to keep up to date what's going on in the political world and whether that is internally in politics or externally in politics. I think it's really important. Um, I think. Um, developing your skills in, in smaller organizations, smaller community organizations. So find something you're passionate about, something you really care about and get involved in that. Um, to kind of to test where you, you know, if you really enjoy this stuff, because a lot of politics is sitting in meetings. So uh, if you're passionate like yourself on women, women and health, Find an organization that does that. If you're passionate about the environment, get involved with that. If you're passionate about education, become a school governor and just kind of get your feet wet and just test it and see if you enjoy it and you like it and, and watch how you try and transform things, even at the most local and minuscule level. And if you enjoy that and if it's something you want to go, go to the next level. Um, so that's um, so get involved with something. Also, develop all communication skills like learn to listen, listen more, read more, um, expose yourself to what's going on out there in the political world. Um, and um, I can't think of anything else. Vote, make sure you vote. <laughs> Sorry, given up quite a lot. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. Sorry. Quite I'm a lot. on, rattle on. <laughs> Make sure you vote. That's my thing. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Oh, not in a wrong way. Like, you've given so much, like, wisdom. I think anyone who's got a keen interest in um, getting into to, to politics now is definitely thinking, wow, this is really great insight. Oh. Thank you so much, Denise. <laughs> because you've got a little nuggets there, so thank you for um that's really really good useful information and and is there anything exciting or or, or new that you're going to be coming up 
um, releasing uh, soon or well right well right now our, our focus very much is covid actually um that's 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 um that's yeah. what i mean it's good news that there's possibly a vaccine coming out which is really really exciting but we're watching that very carefully i think for me i think i think it's the learning from covid which is really important um, because you know you mentioned george floyd and saying i can't breathe and um but we have to do things different i mean we've got so far in race relation and and and, and but we still have these challenges and there's still these glass ceilings preventing us from getting to that, um, to, to truly making society much, much, much more equal. And so I, what I probably will be focusing a lot on is what can we do differently? How can we make sure that COVID, out of COVID, we've learned um, um, more about how inequality works so that we can do something about it? I think... For me, that's the big thing. Um, you know, the black community, the black BMA, me, whatever term you choose to use, has been disproportionately affected by this. And how can we make sure our health outcomes um, are even better so that, um, um, I mean, COVID has highlighted inequality in so many ways. So how can we make sure that... Um, we learn from this so that we can make our society better. Um, that's, I speak, I, that's what my brain is thinking about right now, uh, mostly, is, um, is, yeah. Definitely, totally agree. Totally agree. And because and, and, and you've mentioned it um, about the, you know, how, how we refer to black people, what's your what's your opinion on on, on the on name Bane, you mean on oh yes, Bane. Yes, i know so, i know i don't oh i don't i mean i don't mind if, if, they, if we change it or not you know i remember years ago where people didn't like the word colored when i didn't like the word colored when they said colored people and i i still i mean i don't like it um i prefer to be called black um, quite frankly, that's what I am. Um, I, I'm, I understand some of the unhappiness about it because sometimes the word "bame" it kind of just lock, locks everything all together. And the and the beauty I think of diversity is that we are uh, a, 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 with multiple shades. We're from all different parts of the world. Um, and our backgrounds are from different parts of the world. And sometimes when the term BAME, it kind of eliminates um, where you're from, what country you're from. Or, or if, I, mean, I mean, and also some people are, are mixed race. My son is mixed race and different countries too. So, you know, um, you know a black English woman and, you know, yeah. his dad is a different country and different race. So... Um, yeah, but uh, I, I just the the term in principle, I, I I'm okayish with it, but sometimes I just think the use of it sort of um, reduces what we are. And I think as black people, we are um, incredibly diverse. We get a whole range of 
points of views and hairstyles and shades and hair lengths and hair textures and you know and shapes of bodies and um and dialects and accents and um sometimes when we do just reduce it down to one term i think we undermine what the what we what we really want to celebrate um I don't know if I've answered that, and uh, and maybe in the next five or ten years I'll come up with another term, and then we'll 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 um, debate it again, and that's fine too, because um, as a society we're evolving, and if we can come up with something that's um, that actually I think more the black community, um, the Asian community, or what have a voice in in determining, then I think that's far better. Um, but I do think it's a healthy debate, though. I think it's a debate, a debate we should also always have and engage in. Definitely. I totally agree with you. And thank you for sharing your your views on it. Um, it's something that I'm quite passionate about, um, yeah. especially for our younger generation to understand who and where they they fit in our world and that's that's that cool world and that's i think is possible when we are classed as other and that's what they personally for me is um it's it's because there's either white or or or, or bane and and i just think if if from a, a research perspective as well and and for us to be able to move forward with you know creating some of the solutions that are needed to break down inequalities within our society um especially uh, as you mentioned about covid how it's magnified mm-hmm. the that already existing um i think that it will be helpful if we could actually get a real true reflection where those those problems lie within our community yeah. and, and bane just doesn't that unfortunately because it's either bane or white so then how do you know who's yeah how do you know who's do you know what i mean it's just you can't decipher the true true um findings from from any kind of research with with that so yeah i'm 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 hopeful optimistic that we move further forward um in a direction where we can start to see these types of things and actually I really look forward to getting to know more about the work getting to know what you're doing as well and so thank you so much oh. for sharing thank you for your time it's been lovely yes it's been absolute fun, absolute fun. It. Yeah. Oh, 